We're back in the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard from FanRagSports.com along with Trevor Sikama from PewterReport.com who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are talking about the East-West Shrine Game practices being held in St. Petersburg, Florida. We have, pra- we have covered day one and day two. If you go back to the last two days and listen to those two episodes, we Trevor has boots on the ground there. He's been watching the practices, examining them, giving us inside information on who stood out, who hasn't, some of the pros and cons uh, of the week for certain players. And now it's day three, Trev, and you're starting. I always feel like when you're watching these types of all-star games, and it's like this way at training camp too, when you get a bunch of guys coming to training camp that you're not really familiar with. After a couple days of watching in a row, certain guys start to consistently catch your eye, consistently stand out as the top players there or guys that could have a chance to make a team if it's in the NFL or in this case, make a name for themselves during the pre-draft process. A couple guys that have really stood out to you in that regard so far. Yeah. um, Well, I mean, like, we'll just start with the East squad because those are the, the, the ones that I watched this morning. I mean, JT Barrett, we'll just start there with the quarterback position. I know we've talked about him the last couple of days, but he's going to get, I, I think he's going to get drafted. And that was a, that was the thing for me earlier. I wasn't sure if Barrett was even going to get drafted. And now I'm watching him here at this all-star event. And he's just kind of like head and shoulders above everybody control wise. Sure. So um, I think he's for sure going to make, going to get drafted, going to make a roster. Boy, today we talked about him a little bit yesterday, but the Northern Iowa wide receiver, uh, uh, Darius Fountain or what? Fountain, yeah, however yeah. you say his name, man. He, dude, he was all over the place today, and like in a good way. He was uh, catching balls from vertical passes. He was doing well in the red zone drill. They were giving him some fade work as the number one option on like goal line things, and so uh, he was great on offense. Flipping sides on defense. Chris Worley, linebacker from Ohio State. I mean, he's he's totally going to get drafted. I mean, he was he was the star of the show today. He was uh, doing everything out there. I think he was great in coverage. I thought he was great rushing the passer. He was good in run support. Um, I thought he moved really well. He had plenty of coaches coming up to him afterwards and doing interviews. I think the Bucks were one of the teams. Giants were one of the teams. Eagles might have been one of the teams that were talking to him afterwards. Um, and then one other guy. Hold on. I got to make sure that I say his name right. The little... But he's five foot nine, 180 pounds. The guy from Pittsburgh, um, Avant Maddox. Oh, yes. He's good. He's good. It's funny that you say he was good, and I saw you say that on Twitter because he was, and I'm not a Pitt football fan, even though people know I'm from right outside Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I'm a Steelers guy, but I'm really not a Pitt football fan, really have never been a Pitt football fan. But obviously you follow them, you hear things, you read things in the paper, you, you follow a lot of analysts who follow the team and cover the team. So you know a lot of things. And Avante Maddox was shredded during his time at Pitt <laughs> so it's funny to hear you say that he's really standing out there that's real that's I think he did get better this past year I will say that I thought he had his best year this past year when I watched him but uh, it's funny to hear you say that that he's standing out there well I'll just say this too and I was talking with with Eric Gialco about this uh he does work for Optimum Scouting and I, I was I, I brought up Maddox's name and he and he's like well have you watched his tape at all and I said no and he's like he's real handsy like real yeah and I'll say this too. I noticed just from his movements, when you're that small, you have to be super, super athletic, right? To make mm-hmm. it. I mean, you got to be like a Jason Barrett, uh, a Brent Grimes, something like that. You got to be like freakishly athletic to make it happen. I don't think Maddox is freakishly athletic. So, therefore, I think he does a lot of hand fighting. I think he's a little bit more physical with guys. So, 
I'll just say that kind of as a as a slot corner, he's a guy who uh, I, I thought that I was decently impressed with throughout the week. And then today, I thought he had a great week. Um, he ended up having a great pass breakup that ended up going for an interception to Ohio State safety, Damon Webb. So uh, he's had some good plays. And then on, on the east side, too, I just want to say Contavious Street, uh, mm. the defensive end, the guy opposite Nick Chubb from NC State. or Nick Bradley Chubb, Bradley yeah. Chubb from NC State. Uh, I'll say that I uh, that I overheard one of the scouts as I was kind of watching practice with those guys. He said, you know, this guy, he's killing people out here. Like, he's unblockable, basically. So um, I thought that he has had a great day. I thought he's had a great week, and he looks to be probably the top pass rusher guy from this east side. That's interesting you mentioned Contavious Street because he's been rumored to be a guy that will light up the combine. There are flashes, but very inconsistently on NC State's tape. But he could honestly be an option, I think. And I thought going in, he was probably one of the top guys down there at the Shrine game. And then given the way he's performed, if they needed somebody in Mobile, I think he could be an option to get called up to the Senior Bowl, which would I put, yeah. which would put, I mean, all four of them is being invited. Bradley Chubb's not going, but or that we know of anyway at this point. But Justin Jones will be there. B.J. Hill will be there in the Senior Bowl, the two interior defensive linemen. So they could hypothetically have all four of their guys invited to the shrine either or to the senior bowl it, either way it, it'd be like in. a reverse clemson it, instead of everybody <laughs> staying everybody goes to the senior bowl and it's funny because all of those guys had really good games i thought against clemson um so i i think that uh you know that could be something that i don't know it's bears watching definitely as we move closer to it um uh, you mentioned Fontaine, Fontaine um, and how he stood out there. I saw some people talking up Deshaun Hamilton today. I know you talked about Weineke the other day. Um, any other receivers stand out? Has it been those guys or anybody else stand out in so far in your watching today? Uh, well, yeah, no. The, so they moved. You mentioned Hamilton there. So I'll just say that, like, Hamilton, they started him on the outside to start the week. And I think they've moved him into more of a slot role, which might play better to what he's doing. It seems like he was having a little bit more success in that slot wide receiver role. And so um, I guess, you know, he, he, he was a standout guy today for different reasons, just because he was a slot at a different position. Um, but, oh, I want to flip sides. I, before I forget, I wanted to flip sides over to the West to Jordan Thomas from Mississippi State. He was that guy that you and I really intrigued about because of his size he's uh six foot five 270 pounds what he came out at and he's looked i don't want to say uncomfortable but he just didn't look too natural as a wide receiver i mean that's kind of obvious to think with that big of a body but today at the west practice i mean he had i mean he had a one-handed catch that they were running this little red zone drill that was extremely impressive. He looked a lot more in control of his body today. Uh, he looked like he was more comfortable using his body, his length, his size to his advantage when he was going up against linebackers or cornerbacks or whatever it is. And so he, I think, has gotten more intriguing as the week has gone on. He had a lot of teams come up to him after that first day, and, and I'm sure the interest is still there, yeah, after, after the practice for the West team too. That's all the guys like that are always coveted at these things. I think the hybrid types, you know, the types that yeah, could yeah. offer something that you don't see from everybody else, you know, and I, and I am with good reason. I think, um, how about I, you raved about Kenny young the first day and then yesterday was quieter. He and Joe Osman are two guys you've talked up. Have you seen, did you see much from either of them today? 
Not as much from Osman. Osman had a little bit of a cool down day, but Kenny Young again kind of stepped up and really flashed. You know, in my mind, I can think of this one play where they were running scrimmage, they were going eleven on eleven, and he just shot the gap on a stretch run play perfectly for a tackle for loss, almost knocked the dude on his butt. And um, but I'll, I'll say too, another guy who I was really impressed with that you didn't just name there, but uh, Joshua Kalu from Nebraska, the cornerback. Really weird body type. I think you know he carries a lot of his weight um, in his chest, uh, in his midsection area, and then you know he's got like skinnier arms and skinny legs by where his calves are. And so like just a weird body type. But I, he's he's been matching up well the entire week. I think he's been all in guys' faces, whether it's been close to the line of scrimmage, down the field. He had an interception. Uh, he had an interception the first day. He had a nice pass breakup way down the field. Uh, the day after that so I'm really intrigued by him I didn't know a lot about him coming into the week but in terms of you know I'm not sure where scouts had him on their boards or anything like that but in terms of production like who's been doing well down here I think Kalu's been doing really well for like I've said every day a good defensive back group Mm -hmm. he's been the guy that's been kind of highlighting the production for them that's awesome yeah that's huge for guys like that to be able to stand out in an environment like this a couple guys that I've had People asked me about on Twitter that I wanted to run by you. Philip Lindsay is a fan favorite down there. Colorado sure. running back, 5'8", 190. Anything from him yet? Yes, but, I mean, it's it's hard because these little all-star events are so much more tailored towards defense because there's not yeah. a lot of chemistry for the offense. So, like, Lindsay will get a rep, and he'll look fine, but there's often, like, so little run room for him. And this is a guy who obviously, you know, as small as he is, he has to have some kind of run room. You know, he's got an open space here and there. I thought, I thought he's been fine. He's been okay. But uh, he just real like, there has, there's not a lot of room for a guy like that to stand out. And so, uh, really, amongst the running back groups altogether, Chase Edmonds is really the only guy who I've watched mm. and thought, wow, you know, this guy is really standing out to me. He sat out today in practice. Um, but I think he should be fine. People were telling me he'd be okay to go to practice tomorrow. So I think he's going to be the injury, whatever it was to his left ankle was okay. But really all these running backs, they're kind of just getting lost in the clutter of what is a normal all-star game. And so I think Lindsay certainly fast, explosive, quick, all these kinds of things. But, uh, when they have, you know, different things that you just, you do it an all-star game. It's hard for guys like that to stand out. So uh, really not a lot of noise going on from Lindsay. I just think running backs in general at these all-star games, like there's not a it's lot of tough. live t- yeah, it's just there's not it's a lot of really live tackling tough. and you know, it's just all there's a lot to it and it's hard to evaluate those guys sometimes. Uh, how about Leon Jacobs, my Wisconsin guy? I've had some Wisconsin fans ask me about him and see how he's doing. Curious if you've seen anything from him. Yeah, no, so I, I noticed a little bit more of Leon Jacobs like these these past couple of days. So um, not, he's not, he's working a lot more just with the linebacker group. It's hmm. not like they're having him play like an edge. Huh. Um, you know, he, he, they might, they might be giving him blitzes here and there that I've just missed, but it's not like they're playing him really at DN, you know, they're right. playing him with, with the linebacker group. And so, uh, I thought he's done fine. I, I think this. Uh, is standing out. Yeah, no, he's been, he's been good. It's interesting because there are so many players to observe and take away when you're at these practices that sometimes it can become overwhelming 
to like try and remember and absorb every single guy that has stood out throughout the week, especially right. you're talking about both sides of the ball. And you're talking about, I mean, there's probably like, I mean, there's well over a hundred players there, I think. Um, and so it always does stand out when a couple guys catch your eye, but it also is interesting to kind of go around and look at everybody's observations from like different writers and different people seeing different things. And, you know, you may focus on O-line, D-line, and somebody else may be down with wide receivers, DBs, and see some guy dominate a drill that you just didn't see at all. So in kind of talking to other people when you're there, are there some fan favorites? Are there some favorites of other media guys that you've talked to, maybe seen some teams talk up certain players, maybe even players that you mentioned, uh, you know, already, but are there guys that seem to be drawing a, a big reaction from the people around you? Most of the guys that we talked about are kind of the guys that are consensus being talked about, obviously. One I'll say is that Justin Lahr, the defensive end from SMU, uh, Jeff Riston was big on him. I've heard a couple of other people rave about him. I just haven't had my eye on him. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, like you said, a couple of people who may have been looking at him a little bit closer than I have have said that he has had a great week you know, setting the edge, being that defensive end, being a strong presence there. I noticed one, a couple of tackles for losses that he has had. So he's a guy who I haven't mentioned yet, but uh, I've heard a good amount of chatter of from other people. So he he would be the guy in in my mind, off the top of my head, that's kind of standing out like that. How about Quentin Flowers? A lot of question about what position he'll play at the next level. Will he be a quarterback? Will he get a look there? Smaller guy, but crazy with the ball in his hands. I mean, just really able to do some special things. Little hit or miss as a passer, but some improvements there. What have you seen from him so far? Yeah, better every single day. I think the first day was tough for him. Second day, he was all right. Third day today, I think he was a lot more comfortable. Um, I think the you know Falcons were talking to him after practice, and, and I'll also say that, that there was a CFL team that was talking to him at, at length after practice, and at the end, I overheard him say, you know, hey, and you're a quarterback to us. We're not trying to make you change positions. So if you end up on our – now that's the CFL, that's not the NFL, so it all depends on what – Flowers kind of wants to do, obviously, but they considered him a quarterback, so that's always going to be alluring to him if the NFL is going to have him change positions. But there was a play today in the earlier part of practice where he took off from the quarterback position and and put on a couple of jukes back-to-back that, again, like you just said there, special when the ball was in his hand. Uh, Fine passing the ball, but certainly has limitations there, not only – in what he's been asked to do, but certainly the systems that he's been in too. You know, when you're that good at running, you're not necessarily going to go away from it too quickly. So it'll be interesting to see how the NFL evaluates him. They're not really having him test his arm too much at this at this Shrine Week, and uh, he is showing that what he can do when he's a runner. And so for the NFL, I think a position change is probably coming for Quentin Flowers. But if he wants to go to a place like the CFL, they're going to let him throw the ball. Interesting. I, there will be a lot of takes on Quentin Flowers in the coming months because he is fun. I hope he tests really well because I, I'd love to see him get some type of a role for a team. I think it'd be fun to watch. Um, so I, I didn't ask you this the first two days because don't want to slander guys too quickly out of the gate, but now you're three days in. You've seen a good bit of practice. You've seen these guys out there. Are there a couple players who look overwhelmed to you like they don't belong that have really have struggled through some of the things in practice that have just not stood out in a positive way whatsoever I know there's a lot of names and you only see bits and pieces and nobody should take this as the all-encompassing view on their entire practice week but is there anybody at least when you've watched has just not really stood out in a positive way yeah um I guess I'll go with two trench guys uh one is the the Miami offensive tackle Casey McDermott Mm. I thought he was going to stand out a little bit more than he has. I, you know, I, I, 
again, you're trying to watch as much as you can. So I don't want to sit here and say that he's had a terrible week, but it's just like not standing out to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And this is an all-star event where he was an ACC player. He's a starter for Miami. I I thought that I was going to notice him a lot more than I was. And then um, the guy from Slippery Rock, the defensive end, Marcus Martin, better second day. You know, he had a better – and he's just getting, you know, he's getting bodied. It's tough for it's tough for him out here. So that's the guy who's um, who came in with all sorts of stats. But it's it's I think it's been a tough week for him. What was that name on that guy? It was, uh, wasn't it uh, Marcus Martin? Right, the guy Marcus, from Slippery Rock. Marcus Martin. I'm trying to I'm trying to look here because I was trying to find him. Yeah, uh, is. I'm see- oh yeah, Marcus Martin. Here he is. Okay, yeah. he's listed for he some reason as number thirty-three on this. He's not with the DNs on the roster. It's weird. Um, Slippery Rock is like an hour from where I live, maybe up here. So. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah, it's very very close to where I live. I've been there before a couple times. So yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. But I mean, there are usually a couple guys floating around somewhere. But I didn't realize there was a guy from the Shrine game there. But I have to give Martin a look. But doesn't sound like he's having the best week. So. <laughs> um, We'll see how he tests. That'll be interesting to see if he gets a combine invite. Uh, that'll be key for him, I think. Uh, okay, so we got to switch gears over to the senior bowl real quick because I know you want to get back see the last bit of practice. Dur- we're recording this during special teams period. Um, and cornerbacks that stand out, or really maybe a cornerback and a safety from each of us that we're really looking forward to seeing um, at the senior bowl. We've talked about it before. There are a lot of small school guys. There's Danny Johnson from an FCS school, Southern. There's uh, Teron Johnson, uh, another FCS kid. Michael Joseph, a Division Three kid. Uh, we've got Saran Neal, an FCS kid from Jacksonville State. Um, we've got Demontre Wade, an FCS kid. And then a couple of non-Power 5 conference kids like Shannon Sullivan from the Sun Belt, Darius Phillips from the MAC. So you've got some guys like Cameron Kelly's in Mountain West Conference. And so there are some, are some tons of guys with competition questions. Some of those guys I've seen a little bit of. Some of them I haven't seen at all. So there's a lot of intrigue kind of so far into that whole group. Anybody from the corner group that you know of, I know Anthony Averett from Alabama, your guy Duke Dawson from Florida will be there, Cameron Moore from Boston College. Um, so there are some names that you know. Anybody from the DB group, that you're, from the cornerback group specifically, that you're really looking forward to seeing in Mobile? Well, certainly Duke. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Duke Dawson just because it's kind of the same narrative that it's been all year. It's, okay, this guy, you figure he can play nickel corner, can he play outside? Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, this is his first year at Florida playing as an outside cornerback. I thought he did okay. You know, Florida had a really weird year, so it's it's hard for me to judge them too much, but I, I, I think that Duke Dawson is a nickel corner in the NFL. I think he's going to be a good nickel corner in the NFL, but they're certainly going to give him looks on the outside. And so he's the guy who, who intrigues me the most there. But from the safety position, Neil, Sir Neil from Jackson State, he, mm. I have I have not watched him yet, but I can tell you that I've now had multiple people uh, here at the Shrine event talk to me about Neil next week. Mm. So... He, I would say that my radar is is fully on him for next week because it's people that I that I respect in this business who have brought his name up multiple times, and so uh, I'm very very interested to see what he is doing next week. 
Yeah, Duke Dawson was one of my top guys coming into the year. I really liked him as a, as an nickel corner and didn't I haven't watched any of his tape from an outside corner uh, this week this year at Florida. But I'm cu- really curious to see how he fares in both spots. I'm sure he'll be a nickel in the NFL. Uh, but there's a lot of intriguing things about Duke Dawson that I think he could be a guy that probably not. A, I mean, not a day one pick, maybe a day two pick. But I think he could be kind of like Brian Poolers from Florida, where you plug him and you play him. Um, right away and I think he he had better tape than I thought Brian Poole even had so I'm intrigued by him uh Levi Wallace from Alabama is a guy I've watched a lot of recently six foot 185 pounds but physical scrappy he is kind of long and lanky but much better in press technique than like Kevin King was last year so there's some really good technique to Levi Wallace that some of the Alabama guys have been a little unrefined in press technique over the years he's had he has really impressive tape in that area is he a great athlete? That's what I think the question is going to be because he looks like an outside corner. He is the frame you want an outside corner. Can he run like that? That's where the questions are going to come. But he plays at the catch point really well, and I've seen him recover really well from some nice route stems by receivers. There are some bad moments in his tape, but there are a lot of good ones as well. And I think that he, I mean, this is his first year as a starter. You could make the argument he's just starting to ascend, even though he was a senior. That's just how it goes at Alabama. So he's probably the guy that I'm most intrigued. And I've heard good things about Cameron Kelly from San Diego State, too. He's listed 6'2", 200 pounds. So there's definitely going to be some intrigue there. How about at the safety spot? I know there aren't a ton of, this isn't a really intriguing safety class, I think, especially at the senior level. You know, maybe some of the underclassmen, but at the senior level, it's hard to really get pumped about what I've seen from any of these guys so far. Marcus Allen from Penn State, Quinn Blanding from Virginia, Trayvon Henderson from Hawaii, I haven't seen at all. Trey Matthews from Auburn, Jeremy Reeves from South Alabama, also have barely, I've only seen a little bit of him. Armani Watts from Texas A&M and Kaiser White uh, from West Virginia. Any thoughts on these guys who you're most excited to see? I mean, I loved Armani Watts two years ago, so... Mm-hmm. He's got. I mean, he's got to be the guy that I'm looking forward to the most because he and Justin Evans were running mates right. back in 2016. Both of them, same narrative really for both of them, right? Hyper athletic dudes who, you know, it's, uh, have discipline. I don't know if you call awareness, it issues, whatever, <laughs> awareness, whatever, discipline. Whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever you want to say it. And so, like, tackling both of them had that. At, both of them had that at Texas A&M though, and Justin Evans and was a stud for the Buccaneers this year in his yeah. first year. So I would have I rather have taken a swing on Evans, I think, because I thought he was just more physical, even though he was a, I mean, he was a sloppy tackler as it gets. And he made a lot of really bad mistakes on tape in college. I think he, he consistently looked like he was, he wanted to be the guy and Watts. I don't know. It was a little up and down last year. This year I thought was definitely better, but still some concerns. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that's why. That's why I'm interested to see him right. in a different environment, different kind of coaching, NFL coaching. So we'll see. And that's all these. I mean, Marcus Allen's best in the box. Quinn Blanding is best in the box. Trey Matthews is best in the box. Kaiser White six two two eighteen. I haven't seen a ton of them, but he played that star position for West Virginia, so he was around the box a whole lot. I mean, you're not. This is not your Malik Hooker group. You know, this is not your your ball skills guy. So Watts has a chance to stand out in that way. Reeves and Henderson, I haven't seen, but most of these other guys are are all box safeties and that are going to play strong safety, be around the line of scrimmage. So the key for them will be: can they match up in man coverage, uh, playing closer to the line of scrimmage? Um, that's going to be a role that they have to do because if they can't play, don't have the range to play on the deep end um, and kind of show off ball skills and some you know the ability to play in space that way. They've got to play closer to the line of scrimmage just means you have to be good against the run. You have to be able to match up against tight ends, at least, and uh, that are flexed out in the slot. So a lot to watch for from these guys. I think it's probably Reeves and Henderson are the guys that I'm most looking forward to watching because I've seen enough of the other guys to know 
a little bit of what I'm getting. And I like some things about them. I just don't think they're high value guys. So Henderson and Reeves, can they prove that they're that type of player? Reeves is 5'11", 185 for a safety. That's a pretty small frame. So those are the guys probably that I'm most looking forward to seeing. I know you got to get back to practice. Great stuff as always, buddy. We're going to wrap up again. We got practice tomorrow. We're going to, we got thoughts on practice tomorrow and continuing to preview the senior bowl as well. We're going to have to touch on the fact that the declarations are over and some of the players that have gone back and maybe some surprises coming out too at some point, but we also got the senior bowl right around the corner. So it is a fun time to be listening to the locked on NFL draft podcast. We really appreciate you guys doing that. And if, and if you aren't so inclined, go over to iTunes, leave us a review, leave us a rating. We'd really appreciate it until next time you keep it locked right here on locked on NFL draft.